Hey everybody, welcome back to the Newscast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Tyler. I started the podcast right as you took a drink. I did a really good, good job there. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. so uh, this has been a day, and we won't talk about it. We've already discussed it off air. I don't need to talk about my Walmart misadventures. But anyways, it's not as exciting as it sounds, okay? Yeah, and I end up there's like a website like shit you see at Walmart or something like that. There's like a website where yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I don't want to ever be on that site because it's never a good a good thing to be on that site. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, anyways, um, so this is the Linux cast. We talk about Linux things. Believe it or not, it's right in the title. So if you came here expecting us to talk about Windows or something like that, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to disappoint you. We're not gonna talk about Windows, but instead we're gonna talk about Linuxy things. So Tyler. My friend, what have you been doing this week in the world of open source and Linux? Well, um, I went uh, back to, I started out the week going back to OpenBSD, messing around on OpenBSD um, after I checked out Fedora 36 um, beta at the end of last week, um, like actually right before we were going to do the podcast and everything um, last week, I checked out um, Fedora 36 beta. It was great. It's it's really great. Um, I like I really like GNOME 42. They've improved GNOME in a lot of ways. I'm I'm not saying that I think GNOME is now like perfect, but the Adwaita icon set's finally not turd. Oh, I know it was <laughs> so much better. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so good. Like why didn't you do this years ago? Just exactly. Just, just, it's a minor thing. You could have done this five years ago, and everyone would have been so much happier. I, I would like to – and the thing is, is, every time I said I didn't like the Adwaita theme, there was that one guy like, oh, yeah, I think it's fine. And I'm like – All right, look, no. even if it's fine, like, fuck you if you don't think it could be better. And this is better. Like, it's finally better. It's just – Unequivocally, do not even try to argue the icon set of Adwaita is now much better. If than I was. ever meet a person who says their favorite color is beige, I'm mm. going to have some serious consideration on whether or not that person is sane or not. Because well, I mean, regardless, you're not friends anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. You are no longer in my friend group if your favorite color is beige. Because I cannot be friends with someone who's so boring. <laughs> well, like, that's a pretty depressive life. Like, if you're like, my favorite color is beige, like, you just immediately go like, man, there must be, like, something hollow. In <laughs> that person's like, yeah, you remember those walls you had in school? Because every school has beige walls, You like, on, on the stone, you know? Uh, yeah, those, those walls were fantastic. I love staring at those walls just all day long. <laughs> <laughs> they give me so much inspiration. <laughs> yeah. But um so I went from Fedora to OpenBSD. OpenBSD was fantastic. Um uh getting back into OpenBSD was good. I mean I I like OpenBSD. Um and then I checked out BSPWM and SXHKD and I'm really liking it. Like I didn't I, the documentation didn't very much like on BSPWM. It was very um, so you you technical. You've checked out the man because where all the dic- the documentation for the BSPWM is in the man page, right? That's where all is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's written like a man page. That's the reason why it's technical. <laughs> yeah, it's and see, like that's the that's the thing that kind of turned me off about BSPWM is like 
it was just hyper technical, like right off the bat. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this, but it takes, it a, turned out, it takes a while to get your head around pre-selection, right? Once, once yeah. you get your head around pre because when you first hear the word, like, what the f- does pre-selection mean? You know, like it takes, it takes a while, but one of the reasons why I don't use BSPW isn't because it's not good. It's because I never use pre-selection. I just ever just use the regular tiling mode and it's fine. Same. Right? That, well, that's what I enjoy about it. I was like, as long as I don't have to, then we're fine. Yeah. Like, if I can take advantage of it, that's cool. But as long as I don't have to. Um, but anyway, um, but both of those are going great. I, I enjoy them. And as of today, I'm trying out. Um, I want to do um, a little bit of gaming uh, on Steam. So I went ahead and I was going to install Linux. And I decided to go ahead and give Debian another shot because, like, I just want something to be a little bit stable. And I'm, I've, I've had bad times and good times with Debian, so I wanted to see how she'd treat me. And, um, uh, yeah, De- Debian was fine. It was easy to install, easy to switch over to, like, you know, non-free, all that stuff. Get all the Wi-Fi firmware yeah. installed. All that stuff was easy, good, and, you know. So it's going good. Um, I'm also about to do uh, streaming for like four to five days a week. Uh, I'll be posting a schedule here shortly on Discord and on YouTube. I'll make a community post. But um, yeah, I'm going to be streaming four or five days a week for eight hours a day. So um, I'm going to test that out and see if full-time streaming is something uh, people like on the channel and I like. Um, I think I'll enjoy it, but who knows? We'll see. Sounds like it's going to be good times. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite version of Debian is MX Linux. And if I were to use a Debian-based distro, MX would be my choice. Um, but anyway, so what I, what have I done in Linux this week? I don't even... It has been a long, long week. So the biggest thing I've been working on, I guess, is been messing around with Samba. And when I say been messing around with Samba is that I've been failing to mess around with Samba because I've not gotten it to work, and I don't know why. Like, I've gotten it to work in the past, but for whatever reason, between this computer and that one, I can't get it to work. So, for those of you who don't know what Samba is, Samba basically just allows you to create uh, shared folders on one computer to other computers on the same network. That's basically what Samba does. And it's really good. And it's really easy to set up. Like, it's not hard. And I'm doing all the things, but it's for whatever reason, I can't f- get that computer to see the shared folders. And that's what I've been basically struggling with for a week, and I don't know why. Uh, I've been doing some research on it, and who the hell knows. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, cho- I chose Samba. Uh, TFL asked why I chose Samba. It's just because it integrates really well with uh, file managers and stuff. It's just easy. Um, I could use SSH, but seems to be too much effort, but maybe that's what I'll end up having to do. So the other thing that I did was that I riced i3 again. I rice i3 almost as often as Tyler Distro Hops. Um, mm-hmm. Almost. I, I say almost because it's not quite there, um, but it's close. <laughs> you could step it up just a bit. <laughs> I could Just uh, a bit. Thir- 30 rices, 30 days. <laughs> one one a day. Uh, I, should, I should do that. It would be a good challenge. Anyways, yeah, because it has to be a different color scheme every single day. But the thing is, it's like half of them would be variations of one dark. You know, because there's like 
12 different variations of one dark. Like, uh, there's one half, there's uh, there's the Doom one. You know, they go, mm-hmm. they're all basically exactly the same, but they're called something different. No. Oh, I yeah. mean, Adam's got its own version. There's actually too many versions of one dark, one dark if we're being honest. Yeah. There's a lot. If you just say one dark, like, that's confusing as shit. Because there's, like, eight different color schemes that you could be talking about specifically. Like, which, which version of one dark? Yeah. The thing is, is I have a whole bunch of themes for i3 right now, and not one of them is one dark. <laughs> I like I like one dark. It's fine, but I don't care for it all that much. Like I used it too much. It's too used. Um, I love Grubbox though. Right now I'm on on. Well, I'll save what I'm on right now for the picks because I'm actually using the theme as my pick of the week. So or my thingy solarized. of the week. Solarized. Yeah. It is not solarized. I would wow. murder. I would what, mur- like. What? You're too good for the best color scheme? I would murder my computer before I ever let that piece of crap theme on my computer ever. I'd put it out of its misery. I'd shoot it with a a bird gun or whatever. This is a lot of projection, man. The biggest gun I could find, I'd shoot it right in in, in its CPU hole. You know? (laughs) Look, look. When you're calmed down, when you've come down from this anger, and you've hit that logical step... Don't worry. Solarized will be there to comfort you. It's okay. Solarized is a forgiving color scheme. Okay? It's fine. It's fine. It will accept you back with open arms. It's fine. I I would rather become a Haskell developer than ever use (laughs) Solarized. I don't know why you're laughing at that. It's 100% true. I know it is. I know you mean that. (laughs) It's just so funny. Solarize is such. It's not. I. I don't. I, no. <laughs> it's okay, man. Like it's fine. Like you can have these just objectively wrong opinions. Like we will still <laughs> accept you. It's fine. DT says Solarize Light is objectively the best theme. I'm I'm considering a ban right now. <laughs> Alright. Uh, moving on to the contact information. If you want to get in contact with us, all of our contact stuff can be found at the Linuxcast.org slash contact. If you want to find blog posts and all of our latest episodes, you can find it right at the Linuxcast.org. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Linuxcast. You can subscribe to Tyler, who goes by Zany Online at YouTube com slash zanyog uh and you can find him on um odyssey and discord and i'm on odyssey and discord all those links will be at linuxcast.org slash contact um one just thing uh, the, the little news nugget i had to shut down uh new members to my discord so that's closed right now no new members to the discord had a situation where some douchebag kept creating accounts and coming there and personally attacking a lot of people. So I had to get rid of him and just shut it, all the links down. So that's cut, shut down for right now. Eventually I'll open that back up, uh, but I'm going to just let that cool down. The channel do has... Do you have the 10-minute time timer? I do, but it, for whatever reason, doesn't apply to the welcome channel. Ooh. Okay. Like the welcome channel lets them... Uh, comment in it for whatever. Like I've turned the permissions off. They were still able to comment. It was weird. I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's I, Discord. I, yeah. It's Discord. Exactly. Anyways, you can subscribe to the Linux Cast on YouTube at youtube.com/linuxcast. 
everybody who is new and has done that over the last three days, uh, thank you and welcome to the channel. If you are uh, new here, this is a weekly podcast where we talk about Linux. Uh, Tyler and I record every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time or thereabouts. We're never, ever, ever on time. Like, yeah. we're never on time. Like, it's, it's just, just know that if you're running late, it's fine. We haven't started yet. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. It could be like four. It's quarter to four right now. We're still just getting started. Anyways, uh, you, so you can, we can, we do that live all the time. You'll find just regular Linux videos on there pretty much seven days a week because I don't take days off because if you take days off, YouTube says, um, well, obviously you're dead or something. You, there goes everything on your channel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yup. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So anyways, Tyler, each and every week, you and I uh, search around the Internet for the most breaking of news to have ever break broken. And uh, we provide those interesting tidbits here on the podcast where you can't find these news articles anywhere else. It's 100 percent guaranteed. So, Tyler, what is your news item of the week? Um, mine is... Um this is the one that I had actually, I believe this was for last week's, um, but it was um, m- about Mesa's Rust, Rust ICL uh, implementation and now manages Darktable OpenCL. So um, this is kind of just, it's a, it's a Rust language experiment for Mesa that's actually turned out like into a completely working um, implementation of OpenCL. Um, uh, three for Mesa. And this is kind of just, it's a really cool project that's actually being developed like pretty intensely and it's coming along really well. And it's, it's just interesting that somebody's taking Rust and like they're just implementing Rust. Like this, this type of article is very cool to, for me to see. Cause I'm like, Rust is just being implemented in so many different places and it's being used in so many different things, which is really cool just because of how easy like Rust is to use from like an end user standpoint. Like using cargo is really not, com- I, 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 I don't think many people find cargo or like whatever hard to use. Um, Sometimes it can be a little finicky, like, but then again, like, welcome to, welcome to compiling anything. <laughs> Things can be finicky nowadays, especially with how many features the applications we use, like, have. Mm-hmm. So, um, if for some reason anybody here is, like, using Darktable OpenCL, well, works here, um, I have no idea, like, the, like the implications of this project, but it's just a cool one that I've been kind of just trying to keep up with. We should have talked about the NVIDIA stuff, but you know, we can, we can save that for another day. I actually was going to change my link to that. So we'll talk about it instead. Perfect. So uh, yeah, I don't know any, any of what you've said about your article really means. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, I, I understood the word Mesa. Like, I knew what that was. But other than that, the Rust ICL, don't know what that is. Um, but it sounds interesting. I'm sure it's great. I mean, it's written in Rust, so obviously it has to be good. Of course. Of course. Right. There's no way it can be bad. Um, I thought you were going to go with Rust is the solarized of coding languages. <laughs> you could have brought that full circle. That was that was a missed opportunity. I'm disappointed in uh, you. 
right. So I'll yeah, get it next time. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday, uh, this came out of the the woodwork. Nvidia has transitioned to official open source Linux GPU kernel driver, uh, and uh, there's some, there's some confusion in the community over what exactly this means, right? Nvidia mm-hmm. is not making their driver like their actual driver that everyone mostly uses open source. Most of the stuff that they still do is going to be proprietary. Instead, they're making basically what, at least it's what, from what I understand, they're basically making what <coughs> AMD does. So they're doing something similar to what AMD has done because AMD has both a proprietary driver and the the free and open source kernel uh, driver. And that's what NVIDIA is doing. They're going to have a free and open source kernel driver, then they'll have the proprietary one that will have all the, you know, proprietary stuff that they require for all of their cool features. Uh, but still, it's a big turnaround from a company that has not been well known for doing good things for the Linux community. I mean, honestly, I've always been 100% surprised that there's an NVIDIA proprietary driver for Linux at all. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for like desktop use, like I could understand them making one for like enterprise use or something like that. Like, that would make sense. To, but as much as it feels like that company abhors the Linux community, the fact that it has existed as a proprietary thing for years, no matter how good or bad it is, you know, has always been kind of surprising. But this yeah. news definitely surprised a lot of people in the Linux community because I don't think that anybody ever actually saw it coming. Like. There's been some speculation that this is in response to basically all the code being being leaked anyways, because there's like a 30 gigabyte... I don't think it actually happened, but there's been speculation about it, right? Um, yeah. It, it'd be interesting to know why they did it now, right? Because well, some, some people say it's because of the Steam Deck. Uh, some people say it's because of their increasing use of Linux in the ser- in the server space. I don't even think it's that. I think it's most people now. Um, like, I mean, if you think about it, most people who don't know what computer to buy get advice from people who do use computers. And it's Linux usage, even though it's a small portion of the overall like desktop market, if we're being honest, a lot of like, if you think about it, like in homes, like you might have at maybe three computers at an office you have 800 so the numbers for desktop use are skewed in when in microsoft's like aspect heavily in a corporate environment heavily but at home actual usage it's becoming more and more popular for people to use linux and so people are recommending parts even if you don't use linux for stuff that are probably going to be like if you ever wanted to choose like it's the same thing, like, people don't buy graphics cards for the games that they're playing now. They buy graphics cards for the games they think they might be playing in two years, typically. Like, if you've got the money to go buy a new card or whatever, because yours is getting older or slower, like, you're not going to buy the absolute bare minimum. Most people won't, especially if you value bang for buck. You're not going to, you're not going to spend money to get the best that that's current that can just play what you play now you're going to buy the best that you can get for the money today that's hopefully going to play the games that you're going to play tomorrow like it's the same thing with computer parts like someone who's who knows what knows what you you know probably need to get for a computer is going to recommend something that will support things that you decide to do tomorrow you might you might be running windows today but 
you might not want to run Windows tomorrow. And if you don't want to run Windows tomorrow, you're probably going to go AMD. And that's probably something NVIDIA knows. Like, it's just, yeah, NVIDIA's got a lot of features that are that AMD don't have. But, like, if we're being honest, most people don't give a shit about them. Like, most people don't care about DLSS. Like, I think it's cool, but most people don't care. Most people don't care about ray tracing. Like, sure, ray tracing looks good, but I don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but like, I've had ray tracing before. I could give a shit less about it. It's, I eat. But, okay. And that's a lot of the NVIDIA features. I have some things to push back on. First of all, I don't think that, that most people are going out and buying a computer based on what operating system they might want to run someday. Some people, sure. There's a lot of nerds out there, and Linux is definitely becoming more popular amongst nerddom. Uh, but random Joe Schmo off the internet has never heard of Linux, doesn't give a shit about Linux, and probably never will. When they need a new laptop because their last one shit the bed, they go to Best Buy, find the one that's the absolute cheapest. They don't care if it runs Chrome OS, Windows. They wouldn't care if it ran Linux if it had that option. They don't buy... Uh, go, uh, yeah, like your most recent Windows computer. Nobody does that. They say, hey... That one's $300. I'm going to buy that one. Or if they do have specific like needs or something like that, I want to play Tomb Raider or whatever. Can that one play Tomb Raider? If the the random minimum wage Best Buy schmuck at, you know, that stands there pretending to help people says, yeah, it'll play Tomb Raider, they buy that one. Uh, they don't care, again, what operating system is on it as much as we wish that they would, right? And... I, same thing about going out and buying graphics cards. Now, that one there is more likely than, like, if somebody, because most people, like, random normies, never buy a graphics card in their entire lives. Um, when their graphics card gets too slow to do the things that they, when their computer gets too slow to do the things they need to do, they go buy a new computer. They don't buy, I mean, you gotta, most people probably just have laptops anyway, so there's no replacing graphics cards in those anyways. The people who are going to go out, go out and buy graphics cards, now those people are more interesting to talk about because those are the type of people, because if you, if you know what a graphics card is and are interested in buying one and knowing how to actually put it into your computer, chances are then you're more technologically you know, aware to know maybe what Linux is. That's where this kind of stuff is more interesting because it's those people that are having more of an effect on the expansion of Linux because those people know how to install Linux if they wanted to. Because if you know how to install graphics card, chances are you probably know how to burn a an ISO and you know boot into your boot menu and stuff like that. Well, see, like the thing for me though is is like I I I think you're discounting the fact that like most people. Uh, most people don't just want the cheapest thing, uh, especially when it comes to computers. Like computers aren't donuts. Like you don't want, just want the cheapest one. Like, I don't know, my, 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 I really want an expensive donut. <laughs> I mean, I, I I want expensive shit too. But like, I feel like most people, like when you're going out to buy something, especially when you don't know what to get, you're gonna ask somebody who knows what they're doing. And mm. in most cases, those Best Buy guys are sadly the best that they got but 
most of the, sometimes you get, I don't know, like my best buy like near me, it's like a 50, 50, like half of them have, have no clue what they're talking about. And the other half like just, are way too smart to be working. Just at best a tangent buy. on best buy. You go into best buy, you either, you're going to experience one of two things. One, there's absolutely no one around to help you. Or mm-hmm. they bug you so damn much trying to help you that you can't get a word in edgewise. It's, Dude, there's no in between. They they will they, they will come close to making you want to physically assault somebody. Like they will like hover around you. There'll be like three associates that talk to you in the span of like two minutes. And you're like, look, man, I'm just looking. Well, like, so calm the, down. There was a there was a time. So I, when I went to buy my last TV, which has been ten years ago at this point. But I was in there trying to buy, figure out which TV I want, and they just kept passing by like every two minutes asking, hey, is there something I can help you with? Is there something I can help you with? And I eventually broke down and asked them, why do you keep asking me this when I've been standing in front of the same damn television for the last half an hour? And they said, well, we've been instructed to because if, if people know that you're being paid attention to, you're less likely to shoplift something. Um and then my response to that was, do you think I'm going to shove this 46-inch television down my pants or something? I, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, go over there where there's got the little thing, the little thing that somebody could actually steal. I mean, this was so fucking dumb. I mean... Also, what am I going to steal from Best Buy? Your $20 HDMI cord that I could order off Amazon for 5 bucks in 30 minutes and have it show up tomorrow? <laughs> let's, like, let's be honest. That thing is not $30. It's $60 because it dude. has gold in it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Their shit's so priced. But the, the main point being, I think people go into those sh- stores. Yes, there's going to be those fringe people that just, I want the cheapest shit possible. Like, just, I, I don't care how fucked up it is. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend money. Just, just give me the cheapest shit possible. But most, I feel like most people, especially the people that come to me and ask for advice on getting computers, like they don't know what they want at all. And they care enough to ask somebody who does know, or they'll, like I've had people just ask me, is it okay to just ask a Best Buy rep, like you know, like it, it, like for advice? I'm like, sometimes, yeah, they're 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 okay. Um, but anyway, like most people want just somebody to give them advice on what's gonna last long. And like, I mean, if we're being honest, like those kind when you're talking to those people, they're probably gonna steer you towards something that's not. Nvidia, especially for people who aren't gaming. Like that's pretty much the only reason to buy an Nvidia card or a system with an Nvidia card nowadays, because they're typically more pricey, not always, but typically more pricey. And they have features that just like, I mean, what is your 50 year old, like, you know, grandma or mother going to do with a, a, a CUDA, CUDA empowered, like empowered GPU, like nothing. Yeah, like she's going to type up word documents and browse the web. That 50 like, year old grandmother that goes into Best Buy is not going to ask what graphics card is in their computer. They're not going to ask what they're not, are. but the guy who works there is going to steer them towards something that's not a GeForce GPU. I don't know like, that, that. I don't know that that's hundred percent true, but um, we're we're getting, yeah, we're, we're getting, getting off the point. point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause that has nothing to do with drivers. In, like, in the Linux community is definitely true. What you're saying is that people who have used Linux for a while pretty much know, at least over the last 10 years, that if you want really good and consistent performance, AMD has been the way to go. 
because it's just works better on Linux. It has better kernel support. It has like free sync and stuff. It's it, it's here, right? The software is better available and open source, you know, that we can use. Mm. And for decades, NVIDIA has been throwing the big middle finger to the Linux community forever, right? It's just, that's the way it's always been. That's the reason why people have been more prone to recommend AMD in the Linux community. I don't know that that's the truth outside of it. I think that most people just don't give a... Even like even the random Best Buy employee probably doesn't care between uh, Nvidia or AMD if they even know what the difference is. And the ones that do are probably gamers, and then would probably ask you, "Well, do you game? If you game, get this one, whatever." Um, the, the best, I mean, we've been messing with Best Buy employees, but the best ones <laughs> know what they're talking about, and then will ask you questions like what what are you going to do with your computer because if you're just going to browse the web you can do that on a chromebook that costs 300 dollars. you don't need a desktop computer that you know costs four thousand dollars and has the highest end 3090 ti in it you know what i mean um, no. the ones that are more interested in getting their commission are going to point that 50 year old grandmother to that four thousand dollar computer because they're going to get a better commission off from it but that's just the cynic in me playing around well, so we've we've talked about like like the actual cards being pushed by Nvidia, but so since most likely Nvidia doing like open source uh, open sourcing their kernel drivers and everything has nothing to do with the card market. You think it has anything to do at, at all with just the public opinion of them not having it open sourced? Like, is it just finally like just the the constant public just. Eh, of NVIDIA and the way that they treat open source. like I don't think it had anything to do with the PR of, of, of that thing. I, it, it was one of two things. Either it was they saw the popularity in, of the Steam Deck because the Steam Deck has been getting a lot of mainstream media attention. So either they saw that and saw the, kind of the writing on the wall that uh, you know open source is becoming more you know uh, popular or... It's just that they decided to do it. I, they had some kind of random internal uh, decision that they'd made, and it had no outside influence at all. It's one of those two things. I doubt... It, it feels like NVIDIA is one of those companies that just doesn't give a fuck what people think about them. It just it makes it... No. It seems like that. So I don't think that the the loud voices of the Linux and open source community was the one that caused them to do this. Because it's, despite a lot of us having really big mouths when it comes to say, hey, you should open source your software, it's still a very, very, very small community in compared to other communities and stuff like that. It, it, there's a reason why NVIDIA has been able to basically ignore the Linux community for the last 20 years. Because it is relatively small. And just because the Steam Deck is here now and... You know, we're getting attention on uh, LTT and all these mainstream media sources. It doesn't mean all of a sudden Linux has millions and millions more, you know, users than it did three or six months ago. We're still around 1%. We're, that's where we will be for a while. Like, we don't know how many Steam Decks they've actually sold, but we can pretty much say maybe at the absolute most they've, they've actually shipped like a million of them. Let's just say no. they've shipped a million but of I, them. I still don't even think the Steam Deck would be 
like I I don't know how that could possibly relate to this because I mean it's not like the Steam Deck is going to ship with an NVIDIA part. Well, no, um, it's not like NVIDIA is going like I don't think NVIDIA is going to try and come out with a competitor because they've tried that before. Well, I mean, true, but it's possible because of the Steam Deck has gotten has become so popular. Not that they've shipped so many. Or that it is even any all that good, you know, all that good. I mean, it it is good, but the the point is, is that that stuff doesn't matter. But if one of Nvidia's partners, like Dell or whoever, has decided to say, "Hey, we want to come out with a, a a Steam Deck competitor," we can't run Windows on it because it takes up four gigabytes of RAM on start. You know, no. we're, so we're going to run SteamOS, which is open source and based on Linux. We need Nvidia drivers t- to work on Linux in order to do this. That's where the pressure would come from. They don't. Nvidia doesn't care about the community, but if that pressure came from people that, from companies that they partner with, that could be a reason yeah. why it happened. But I mean, if the driver as a whole is still going to re- remain proprietary, which, like, let's be honest, yeah, it most likely will. Like, they, they might open source components of it, but the whole thing, fuck no. Like, that'll never happen. That's the reason never. why this is kind of confusing, right? Like, why exactly. now, right? Well, why now, and also, why just the kernel modules? Because, well, I mean, obviously, you like, if if you're assuming that they're going to open up open source other stuff later, it makes sense, because you're not, I mean, you're not just going to do everything overnight. Like, it's I think a the reason why they did the kernel drivers is because they're basically doing the same thing AMD does, because that's what AMD does, is they've done... The kernel drivers are open source. They still have the proprietary stuff, right? So, But kind of the scummy thing about that is, like, there's a reason AMD does that. They don't employ nearly as many developers, like, as NVIDIA does. And so they get a lot of help from the community. And, like, that kind of helps, like, AMD stay very competitive in the Linux space. Because NVIDIA doesn't get that same, like, community benefit yeah. of having the community audit and improve your code. Yeah. Now but, they will. Vitalius in the in the chat said something about China. It has nothing to do with China because that same order that says that all Chinese computers are moving to Linux also say that they can't use any hardware that's manufactured outside of China. So that not not manufactured but owned by companies inside China and Nvidia is not a Chinese company. So um mm-hmm. so they won't be able to use Nvidia cards in China anyways. They're going to have to use Huawei or Xiaomi or something. I don't China's screwed on graphics card because I'm, I'm they have to have some kind of graphics card company over oh, there. Oh, they do, they do. Um, but I'm never heard of them over here. Anyways, moving on. So that's the news. Uh, it's exciting news, and I made a video yesterday, basically poo-pooing on it because everyone was like, "Hey, we're you know Linux is is has won and winning and all this stuff," and, and my cynic was like, "No." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like Linux is just it, Linux is exactly the same as it was yesterday and and a year ago and and it, it's the same as it was a year from now. I would I would be be shocked if we get to the point where the because for the most part the where we get the 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 Linux numbers is from the Steam hardware survey and whether or not that's accurate or not who knows because it's just surveying gamers. But nope. let's just say it is right. It's been at one percent now for a year. Before that, it was hovering just below one percent, and it had been there for literal ever, like since the beginning of the Steam Hardware Server survey. That's basically where it's been. It's been between like zero point eight and one percent, mm-hmm. you know. And you know that's where it has been for a long time. I would be shocked if we see anywhere be- anything more than one point two percent in the next year, you know. 
And that's even yeah. with the Steam Deck, right? Like that's like with probably a couple million more people using Linux, I would still be surprised if that number moved all that much. No, could be wrong. I'd be happy to be wrong. Like I said in that video yesterday, I'd be very, very happy to see Linux flourish and stuff like that. I just haven't, we've been, as a Linux community, we've heard the year of the Linux desktop so many times to be disappointed by it. Like when AMD came out and open sourced some of their drivers, everyone thought, this is it. This is the moment when, when, uh, like, OBS and, and Discord and Slack and stuff like that. We, every time like a major corporation brings their software to Linux, like, yeah, Linux is becoming more popular. This is going to be the moment. And like, just for your mental health, calm down. Linux is going to be perfectly fine no matter whether it grows or not. Don't set yourself up for disappointment if it fails just like it, oh, it has in the past. If it does succeed... You're going to be very well, I don't know that it surprised. fails. Like Linux is constantly getting better. Well, no, no, I just think not, not Linux fails, but the Linux, the year the Linux desktop fails. Like, well, that's that bullshit. Like, what the? F- all, right, all right, hold on. Let's talk about that for a minute. What the fuck does that even mean? It, it, what is the? What exactly is the year of the Linux? It's, desktop? it's a nebulous, superfluous term that was can't come up with by uh, Linux or by Windows guys to mock the Linux community because. The people in the Linux community are very enthusiastic and very optimistic about Linux. And we're not shy about getting on YouTube and saying, rah, rah, Linux, go Tux, you're my favorite mascot, I heart Tux, you know. We're very, very vocal, right? And that leads us to being able to be teased by the Windows guys because they know that Windows has 1.9 billion PCs on the planet and that shit ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing. The, the year of the Linux desktop is something that's thrown around so much. And it's, it, it's like, it's like this term that's meant to like self, like self, like flagellate yourself. Like you're never going to have like right. the year of the Linux desktop isn't a thing. There's not a year of the windows desktop. A f- fuck is that? There's will- not a window. Like there's not the year of Apple desktop. Like it, this is just some thing that everybody uses to say that Linux is like not doing well enough. Like li- because, know. because Linux or Unix hasn't shit all over windows and is now like 98% market share. Like, like it's, it's just something you used to beat yourself up with. Cause like, I don't even understand. Like people were like, okay, so when the Steam Deck dropped, it's it's the year of the Linux desktop. It's happening. Uh, Steam Decks are actually like showing up in people's hands, and we're still, well, I mean, the same like same arguments being thrown around, the same problems being talked about. Pipewire, Wayland, <laughs> like it's it's the same shit every year. Like I just don't understand. Like we don't, we just don't like, I guess, admitting like we now have a console, like a handheld dope as shit console that runs Linux, like saying that yeah, it's not the year of the Linux desktop or it tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be the, that's going to be the day that the year of the Linux desktop starts. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so dumb. Like I, I hear it too much. Like it's, it just hurts. Like stop doing it. I understand. I understand, but it's definitely something that comes up very often for a reason because it, it does because, because the Linux community is very optimistic. We're, we're the, we're the, Okay, so you you know the the big ass guy in the playground who, who bullies everyone, and then when the little kid 
that is really, really brave decides he's going to confront him, and the easiest way for that bully to keep him from getting punched is to hold the kid's forehead and just watch him throw his little fists around. That's Linux. The big guy, that's Windows. He's holding us by the forehead, watching us just flare our little fists around, trying to get to him. You know, that, 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 that's the kid who gets punched on the chin, gets right back up, and keeps fighting. That's the Linux community. It's the way we've always been. It's the way we was always will be. Uh, the Linux, the year the Linux desktop is just something for the Windows community to constantly remind all, you guys are so adorable, thinking that this is your year. Just pat us on the head and continue on with going with what they're doing. I mean, see, you, that would be accurate if we weren't the ones screaming. Like, oh, this is the year uh, of the oh, Linux desktop. Well, we've we've adopted it, right? We've, like, we, we've adopted it, right? So it, it probably came from, uh, but anyways, the, we've talked about this too all, too much. Let's go ahead and move on to the main topic, which is actually some, somewhat re- related. Um, now we're going we're to talk about the, the age-old question, Linux fra- fragmentation. Like, in order for the, the year of the Linux desktop to happen, we're going to have to all come together and be this one gigantic community that agrees on stuff, and we can't even agree on, you know, distros. Well, <laughs> all right, so, like, well, let's bring this into the question of are there too many distros, okay? So, the year of the Linux desktop happens... Let's just say that 40% of Windows users come over to Linux, but they all go over to Ubuntu. You can't tell me that there won't be shitloads of forums of people screaming that they're all these people are using Ubuntu. Like it, it will be a shit show, like an absolute shit show because Everybody will be bitching and complaining that they aren't choosing the proper distros, like, or this one's better than that one. Uh, like, also, could you imagine the support forums with 40% of Windows users coming over? I, if anybody in this, if you have not seen a Windows support forum, God bless your soul. Go <laughs> read them. Imagine all of that coming to Linux support forums in a day, in a week, in two weeks. It would be terrible. We know exactly what would happen, and it's exactly what you just described. If 40% of the Windows user base came in over and decided to use Ubuntu, Ubuntu is already the most... like demonized distribution out there like it's the one like everyone like canonical is like the microsoft of the linux world they're like 80 percent of the the linux community just can't stand canonical and Mm -hmm. uh i'm guilty of this too like you and i have talked about how horrible canonical can be sometimes but you want to know what Mm -hmm. linux fam we wouldn't be shit without canonical right now you know, no. Like half, half, like same thing with Red Hat. If if Canonical and Red Hat decided that they were going to do proprietary software instead of FOSS software, we would not be using Linux right now. Right now, Linus Torvalds would be living out of a box in the middle of an alley somewhere. You know, <laughs> without those two corporations, we wouldn't have Xorg, we wouldn't have System D, we wouldn't have Wayland, Pipewire, Pulse Audio. Half the stuff that is required for the Linux desktop to be anywhere close to usable, we wouldn't be having any of those things, and yet we still continue to bemoan the fact that Canonical has an iron grip on snaps. You know, first of all, mm-hmm. use flat packs; they're better. 
Okay. Uh, second of all, just <laughs> calm the fuck down. But all right, but that's I mean completely beside the point. Are there too many distros? That that was the question. That was our main topic for the day. And my eyes itching like crazy right now, so you have to forgive me. Uh, wow. What the hell is going on? Like, is there a bee in my eye? <laughs> well, I think the answer to the question is quite simple. It's self-evident. If if people aren't happy with picking one, and they can't even agree on a on top three, then yeah, there's probably too many distros. Like, there's a lot to pick from, but I don't think that having too many distros is necessarily a problem for everyone. Like, some people would be like, yes, there's just absolutely too many. But as somebody who hops too much, I still don't think there's too many. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still surprised at the lack of some. I mean, we have Linux for everyone. But apparently I have stumbled across something that might be the biggest project uh, or undertaking that might be worth time. Uh, we could do this as a group, like just shitty, funny project. But there's not a Linux distro for flat earthers, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> okay, so you're right. There, There is a difference between there being too many different, too many distros and that being a bad thing. Like the thing is, is that the absolute best thing about open source software is that it enables anyone to do basically whatever they want to do uh, with other people's software within certain restrictions. Right. So they can take Ubuntu and make Linux mint. Okay. Why they'd want to do that. I don't know because Linux mint is, you know, Linux mint. But the point is, is <laughs> that was just a throwback to Linux Mint is useless. It's not actually useless. I'm, it's just a joke. Get off it. <laughs> um, anyways, you know they can do that if they want to take Debian and make Devon. If they want to make if they want to take Arch and make Manjaro, they can do that. That's what makes open source software great. It also is what makes it hard for new users because there's so many so much choice and stuff like that. It's a, it's a double sided coin. Like the same thing that makes open source software fantastic and Linux fantastic in general is the same thing that makes it harder for new users to come in and say, hey, that's the one that I need to use. And it's exacerbated by the fact that not only are there too many distros, but the reasons why a lot of those distributions were created was because the people who created them couldn't agree with the base distros maintainers. So the reason why Linux Mint exists is because they didn't like Ubuntu all that much. You know, they had philosophical differences between the way they thought the distro should be ran, so they created Linux Mint. The same thing with, uh, you know, DevOne was created because they didn't like System D. you know. And the biggest thing here is that the Linux community has a tendency to eat itself when it comes to uh, being able to expand outwards because we can't agree on anything. None of us agree. Well, I can say System D is without a doubt the best init system slash a whole bunch of other shit that you can ever get. You know, I could say that out loud and I could believe it, but there's going to be nine people in the chat right now that says, no, OpenRC is better, run it's better, uh, you know, sysv init's better. You know, my random init system that I built yesterday in Rust is better because, of course, it is. It's written in Rust. You know, that, you know, yes. that's the reason why we have. If we just had a whole bunch of distros and everyone was still like, well, we use Linux. It doesn't matter what distro we use. It's going to we all love each other and 
Kumbaya, it's amazing. If you're a new user, just use Ubuntu for a while and then jump to whatever distro you want. That's the way it should be. Nay, nay, that's not the way it, it actually is. It's like if you use Ubuntu, you're obviously a dumbass. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be using Ubuntu. You should be using Gentoo or something, you know, uh, you know, because there's just we can't agree on anything that the problem isn't there being too many distros. It's the discord amongst the Linux community of being able to actually uh, market outside of itself. Like we've become tribalized in that, you know, we have all these, you know, small groups of people like it's the there's a reason why I use Arch, by the way, has become a meme. It's because the Arch Linux community is so tribalized in that if you go to... I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you go to the Arch Linux forums right now, click on a random uh, thread, I guarantee you there's at least one person in there that says, read the fucking manual, or some variation thereof. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Like, I did it yesterday. I, I, I don't remember what I was searching for. I was having some, I was helping somebody in the Discord with some problems, and I did some Googling because usually that's, you know, as much as you need to do. And the first one that came up was an Arch forum, uh, thread. I was like, great. Somebody's had this problem before. They've obviously had somebody that would help them because the Arch Linux community is fantastic. And the only response to the guy's question was, read the man page. (laughs) <laughs> like that's not helpful okay because first of all let's let's just talk about this for a second and you had this experience with bspwm the man page just because there, a man page is fantastic doesn't mean that it helps anybody okay because man pages are written in technical way i mean tfl right now is doing a series where he's reading out loud the bash uh man page which i I mean, God bless that man. He's got the patience of a saint. He, he's like, he's like six hours into it right now. He's like fifteen percent of the way through. Uh, mm. <laughs> but you listen to the, his stream, and like, it's very, very technical minded. Like, if you don't know some, at least something about Bash going in, you're not going to learn anything about Bash from that, because you need to mm-hmm. have some underlying knowledge of what the things you're talking about. You know, it's just, and it's that way with every man page. It assumes some kind of level of knowledge, right? And or some. Here's a good point, and I want to elaborate on the point you're about to make. Sometimes it's just really long. Like sometimes you pointing out somebody, like in a 1500 line man page, it might be nice to just point out, hey, go to line 150. You know, just mentions what you're looking for. And, and the vast majority of new Linux users are going to find a man page and realize, how do you get to line 150? How do you search? Because you want to know what? Man pages have the exact same problem that Vim does. You know, how do you search in Vim? The vast majority of people are going to say control F because, you know, they know control F searches in Firefox. Maybe that, maybe they're lucky to know that that's how you search in Firefox or Chrome or whatever. They're not going to realize that backslash or forward slash or whatever the hell it is does searching. Uh, you know, it does tell you how to quit at the bottom, which is an improvement on them. But, you know, that's about it. <laughs> you know, other than that, I mean, like, you know, this is the, going, back, going back to the original thing. Like, this is this is the, the issue is that we have the as a community, we have a problem of embracing one thing. Right. So we've all created our own little things, our own little fiefdoms. And that then creates a problem for new users, right? Well, really, the problem is is when the selling point of of Linux largely is the community. The community has 
has to police itself. Like, uh, essentially, the guy who's always a dick in forums and who's not nice and who's not helpful to new people or to people who clearly don't have that great of an understanding of the system needs to be policed out. Like not in the sense where he can never post again, but at the very least there has to be repercussions for essentially being a douchebag. Like, cause you're the selling point. Like there's no, like the idea that, that, bad actors or bad apples in the community have just as much right to be there as everyone else is dumb. If you're going to tell new users, what makes us awesome is the community. The community. Exactly. Right. And, right. and it's not, it's not as if it would be hard to get those people to be a little bit better. Like I don't just care. implement repercussions. Like well, there's, there's a, a, in a lot of cases, like on a lot of forums, like the people who are just really, not not good people like who are not helpful at all stay around like there's no problem for what they do like well and it most of it is because they're so rare like really really the the read the fucking manual guy despite the fact that you can go to any linux arch linux thread right now and find that guy for the most part everyone in the linux community is so helpful you know I'm constantly amazed at the tech support channel in my Discord. Everyone's in there always helping each other out. And yeah, you get the occasional dick. Like, you know, you should just stop. You should stop what you're doing that you're having a problem with and use Discord or, or Gentoo instead. You know? No. Damn, you know who you are, okay? And it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not Gentoo, it's Slackware. But still, the point is, you know, the, you know, there's that one guy. But for the most part, everyone, I mean, one of, one of the guys in, in Discord last night, spent like an hour and a half trying to get someone else setting up with i3, you know. And mm-hmm. for the most part, that's the Linux community that we know and love because that's the vast majority of them. It's just those dicks, those the small amount of dicks, assholes that give us all a bad name. And it'd be so easy, not even just to police them. I, I agree with you. There should be repercussions, but also just personal responsibility. If you're going to say read the manual, don't just tell me to read the manual. Provide a link. We have this amazing thing called the Arch Wiki. You can link to any single section of the Arch Wiki. It doesn't even have to be the top of the page. It can be the exact thing you want to point to. It takes five seconds to get on DuckDuckGo, well, Google, and find that thing, right? You know, it would no. it would not take any extra effort. If you have the time to post, read the effing manual to begin with, you also have time to go do the 30 seconds it takes to find the manual, piece of part of the manual that you're pointing to. Well, and also the sad, the really, really sad part is is the people that will be the quickest to tell you that the community of X distro or Linux in general is the best are always the bad actors. Like, yeah, the good people will tell you quickly too. Like, yeah, it's the best part, but the bad actors will tell you that too. They're like, yeah, the community's great. It's like, if you hear that from somebody who's a douche, which I've observed online plenty of times, like if somebody is not helpful and who's like also kind of degrading because you use something else and who's also like, yeah, but we over here or these people over here are like super helpful. Like the community is the best. You're like, what is going on? Like, that's very weird. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it happens a lot, but eh, it's really in all honesty, like with the whole community, like, most people are good. Like most people are really awesome. Like 
I've, I've had a great experience with meeting a lot of fantastic people in the Linux space. Like, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those things where the bad actors are really, even though they're not that prevalent, like they stick out because that's what makes Linux awesome. Like that's the selling point is the community. So when the bad actors are there, it's just, uh, it, it'd be better if we got not rid of them, but yeah, at it, least gave them repercussions. Like, if you had a community of three people, one of those people is a dick. Like it's guaranteed. No. It, it's the rule of communities that there's always going to be a, a small minority, usually the loudest people that are going to be, you know, just an asshole. And it's just, yeah. it's the same way in the, in the Windows community. It's the same way in every community because that's just the way it is. You know, there's a reason why my Discord shut down right now is because, you know, I had an asshole come in there. And it's just, it was easier for me not to have to deal with that and just shut it down. Also, Tyler, you're a bad guy, according to Jim. Jim says you're a bad guy. I know. I'm so, um, I'm so, I've seen both of his comments. You, 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 sh- you smug bastard. Oh, apparently, I'm really <laughs> smug. I don't even know what that means. You know, I, I, I Tyler's such a, a, a such a good guy. You know, um, he, he, he uses Linux and everything. He can't be bad. Um, sure. The amount of times that I've come on this podcast using Windows, and I've been heavily berated for it. I know. You're such an <laughs> asshole. D- deservingly. Okay, I know. I know. I'm filthy. He, he was a good guy a minute ago. He comes in here using Windows. I'm like, fuck off. Who the hell is that guy? Uh, so, moving back to the main topic. We've been all over the place. Also, I've been very... If you've never watched the podcast before, and you're like, that mad guy? He's kind of preachy. Um, I'm sorry. I get that way. Sometimes I just, you know... I talk a lot. It's the the it's kind of in the in the job description, and I apologize. I I'll, I'll, I don't think you've been preachy though. I ju- I just think we've been talking about our opinions on the community and distros in general. Like I don't know. It's it's been a pretty yeah. normal conversation. Let's see if we can just for another five or six minutes or so. Let's just talk about the the number of distros because while it, all of that stuff we just talked about is true. Right. Oh, I thought you. I th- like for a second I, there. I thought you were saying like we're gonna try and list off distros, like oh. come up with a number of distros. <laughs> no, and I was like, no, no, God, <laughs> we got that. We don't got that kind of time. <laughs> uh, if if you so one of, one of the series that I do on my channel is called WTF is that distro, and I always go and find the most rarest distro I can, and I always think that that well, this is the bottom of the barrel, right? Nope. There's always one there that uh, there's another one there just waiting for me to do another series on it. And I, I got another one planned. It's pretty good. Uh, but anyways, the 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 point is is that there are too many distros, even for e- e- even amongst the argument that we just made, where people the reason why people make distros is because you know they're disagreeing with the main the offshoots or whatever. Even with that in mind, there's still too many distros because they're they're just. Some distros, like, I don't, it's not that there are too many distros, it's that there's too many distros out there that have no purpose, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, even Rebecca Black OS has a purpose, because, you know, if you like Rebecca Black, maybe you, you, you know, you want to use that, or whatever. But <laughs> Hannah Montana Linux, you know, had a perfect <laughs> purpose, you know, because you like Hannah Montana. Uh, Temple OS, or whatever, you know, like, choose random distro. If it has a purpose, I'm okay with it existing, but there's some distros out there that are just, like, it's, it feels like they created a distro just because they wanted to rice their distro only, and then put it out there as, like, yeah. this is going to change the world. Like, that's not 
I mean, it's okay. Like, if you create a district just for yourself and share it, I mean, that's usually how a lot of those things started. Like, there's nothing malignant about that. You know, you've created you created an ISO for yourself that you use on all your computers, and you know, maybe you have a YouTube channel of of a certain size, and somebody say, "Hey, what do you use?" And you're like, "Oh, well, I create I have my own distro. Um, yeah. Would you like it? You know, here it is on GitHub. You know, and then they share it, and they share it, and all of a sudden it's on DistroWatch." You know, what are you going to do about it? And you're not the one that made it made it so popular that some asshole YouTuber named the Linux cast on YouTube got on there and said, what the fuck is this distro? Why does this exist? You know, obviously this thing is trash. Why why did this developer waste its time on, on doing this? You know, I mean, so, so the vast majority of the distros just kind of started out like that. So it always makes me feel like an asshole when I say, well, you know, maybe this distro shouldn't exist because it doesn't have a purpose, you know, but... Yeah. Well, I think that's that's fair because you're I mean, that's your opinion on the distro. Like, it's not like you're the the one in control. Like, yeah, I'm just going to nuke this project out of existence. Like, it's just there's there's a lot of distros where you go, you know what? Like, I don't like there's a lot of distros out there that are, you know, art spinoffs, ton of ton of different art spinoffs. And a lot of them have purposes behind them, but they're done by bigger projects or at least projects that, you know, I'm more familiar with or whatever, or I think that do it better. And so I'm like, for me, I don't, I really don't see the reason for this distro. You're just doing something that there's like three other distros doing. But at the same time, like I'm not in control of the project. Like that's just my opinion. Like it's one of those things where like, I think there is a lot of clutter in the Linux distro space, but I don't think I'm the one who needs to go through and decide how to clean up the clutter. Like, I just think there's a lot of people who have made distros in the past and who, who still maintain distros that probably would be better served putting their, their development time and effort into another distribution that could use it in a certain way or that they enjoy using as well. Like, but again, that's, that's like, it's not, it's not like I'm going to force somebody to do it, but uh, still at the same time, like I feel like there's a lot of us that have that same opinion. Like there's a, a lot of clutter. There's especially in the arch space, like arch and Debian, like there is a lot of spinoffs. Well, I mean, those, I mean, those are the two main distros that people like to base things off from, right? And mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. I mean, you don't see a lot of like Fedora spinoffs, you know I mean? You just, Kind of don't. I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm, I'm 100% positive they exist. Don't at me. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're there. But in terms of popularity of, like, developers basing things off me, Ubuntu and Debian and Arch are the, the main ones, right? That's the, the way it is. And you brought up something there that, that I want to just kind of touch on is that we have our opinions about what developers should spend their time doing. And the, the thing is, is that, we don't own them guys, you know, we're not even developers. Like like, we're not even close to develop. Like you're much closer to a developer than I am because you've done some game developers development stuff, but I'm not even a developer. I can't even write a proper bash script. Just ask terminal for life. He knows he's seen some of my bash scripts that poor fella, you know, there's a reason, Same. <laughs> you, know, you know, they just like, like, like w- this was written by a five-year-old. A five-year-old actually could have probably done better th- at writing a bash script than I could. So if, 
from from that perspective, yes, I can say, well, you don't know what, developers should really spend their time uh, improving pipe wire or whatever. Um, but some people don't want to touch pipe wire; they just want to make their own distro or make their own package manager or whatever, and that's what they're interested in. That's what you know. That's what they want to do, and th- and that's the great thing about open source software. It, 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 but like I said at the beginning when we started this whole thing. That's the it's the greatest thing about FOSS. It's the worst thing about FOSS because it de- definitely does you know cause issues with you know one one of the biggest things that we're gonna face if we're in the year of the Linux desktop if we're if we're there the biggest issue we're gonna face is that there are too many distros for new users. There are not too many distros for experienced Linux users. It's for us nerds in the Linux community. It's fantastic that Tyler can use three different distros in a week. Um. I think he's kind of crazy, but you know that's why we like him. You know he can switch to distros whenever he wants. That's the, that. It's great that he has so much choice. It's weird that he goes back between the same five and doesn't experiment with others, but you know whatever floats his boat, right? But for new users, you know it's not a great experience. That, that's why one of the one of the videos I made recently when I was talking about this on how to find the best Linux distro. The, the best thing the Linux community could do, and it's never, ever, ever going to happen, is get together and say, you want to want, we can have all these distros, keep making all the distros you want, but that one right there, that's the one that's best for new users, that's the one that they should use, or those two, or whatever, and, you know, we, if we could just get to, together and agree that says you, Ubuntu and Fedora are the two that you should use as a new user uh, for a while, and then you can, whatever... That, what what a world it would be right? <laughs> if we could get together and have people agree on just one thing. It'd Never. be great. Sunshine and rainbows. Also, yep. never this never ever 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 going to happen. Okay. Never. So that is it for the main topic. We probably could have expounded upon that for quite a long time, uh, but we're already over an hour of record time, which is you know typical. Anyways, mm-hmm. so um, we're moving on to the last section of the show, which is called creatively, I think, Thingy of the Week. So the reason why we call these things the Thingies of the Week is because, well, we couldn't come up with a better name. So, and Thingy of the Week has just kind of, you know, stuck. It's it's the name of the section now. We're just going to move on. We're going to live with it. Uh, it's definitely dirty if you get your mind in the gutter, but get your mind out of the gutter. It's, we weren't considering it that way. You know, whatever. <laughs> so Tyler, your Thingy of the Week. Uh, mine uh, was going to be something else, but I think I'm going to go with sxhkd um because it's awesome it's amazing it's so good it's it's just great um it it's a key binding like daemon or whatever it's it's really nice the name's not great the name could be vastly improved that would be amazing but uh it actually just it's super easy to use. Like it's, it's incredibly easy to use. The documentation is really clean. It's straightforward. Um, slapping it together is no big deal. Um, it's, it's just great. It's super easy to use. Like it's I really like it. So good. And it lets you do key chords, dude. Like you can mm-hmm. do key chords and it, it, it had my heart the minute I figured that, I figured that out, you know? <laughs> so the way I use SXHKD 
is I have a, a, a section of my configuration that comes along with me to every window manager. It opens up applications and stuff like that. It always controls the terminal and stuff like that. So I can always take those key bindings out of the configure whatever window manager I'm using. And then and then I can add on to it. It's like I have an i3 version of that my SXHKD config uh, that also has the i3 stuff in it. I have one for BSPWM that has the BSPWM so on and so forth, right? That's what makes it mm-hmm. so cool is that it allows you – if you have key bindings that you're always – you try out herpsloftwm and the first thing you do is create these key bindings, just mm-hmm. – Set it so SXHKD starts up at the beginning, and you have those key bindings already set. You can remove those from the configuration file. Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to put them in there. It's fantastic. Just Great. on that note, somebody named Matt, I don't know what his last name is, but he made a cut-up of me, DistroTube, Luke Smith, and uh, Brody sit, trying to say SXHKD over and over again. To a, like a rap, like a rap beat, it was <laughs> utter hilarity. It was so good. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna link to if I can find that in the um in in the Discord. I'm gonna try to find that and link to that because that was absolutely hilarious. I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna find it unfortunately, but that was it was so it was so good. Um, I don't like I said I don't think unfortunately I don't think I'm gonna find it, which is sad. But anyways, uh. It, 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 God, I was laughing my ass off at the end of it because like every single one of us ha- has on camera stuttered over SXHKD. And, like, I've gotten really good at saying it, like SXHKD. I can't say it fast, but I can say SXHKD. But when you first try to say it for the first time, you're gonna mess up, guarantee. Anyways, it's good stuff. Anyway, so my my thingy of the week is called Sonokai. Now Sonokai is a color scheme, so not that you know exciting, but if you're into theming and racing your your stuff, uh, Sonokai is a fantastic uh, color scheme. It does have some contrast issues. So, like, King of Padding in my t- Discord has noticed that some of the themes that you get for, like, uh, Firefox are pretty much unusable because the the contrast between the background and the text color is kind of off. So, if you need if you end up using this, you'll have to change that. I've kind of gotten used to it, but it's okay. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's great, and it's not a one-dark clone. So... It's really good. I, uh, so if if you're interested in a new theme, Sonokai is fantastic. It does have um, some pre-made themes for like Alacrity's there. Um, there's a Firefox version. So if you don't feel like actually creating your own, like typing in the codes yourself, you can uh, ha- do the pre-made stuff. But it's it, re- it was really good. So I've got my i3 in this. Um, color scheme right now and it's it's really good it's like it's 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 different enough like it still uses like bright pastel colors but it's like on top of like a a grayish green background instead of like the the dracula stuff so it's, i really like it anyways i also have a uh a, like a secondary pick and it's font that goes along with this it's called terminus and oh yeah it is such a good font i really really wish there was a nerd font version so that it had icon support so i could use it in polybar which i Mm-hmm. I, I technically I could I could uh, like bifurcate the what fonts are used where, but that's too much work for me. Uh, but uh, I'm using it in Alacrity right now. It's so so good, so good. Um, anyways, yeah, it's a it's a monospace font, obviously, but it's just it's it's amazing. Okay, so that is it for this week's episode. Coming up uh, next week, I'm actually not sure. We're going to be talking about do 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 do. 
Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I haven't decided yet. We're, we have a, a few topics to choose from. We'll discuss that later. So um, it'll either be Bash versus ZSH or um, something or the other. I don't I don't even know. We have so many options to choose from. What are we going to choose? It doesn't, we'll, we'll figure out something. There'll, there will be a podcast. We'll talk about something yeah. next week. I actually put options in, so we've got plenty I, to I know, choose and, from. And now there's too many choices, and I can totally confuse. We need to go back to not having options, and then it will be much easier to choose. Yeah. It'll, it'll be much easier. <laughs> All right, and, it, and, I mean, you'll be able to flog me for not putting stuff in like right, I typically I, I, do. I, can always, I always bitch about not having topics because neither one of us actually puts some topics in. Okay, so that is it for this this week's episode. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at linuxcast.org slash contact. Uh, before I go, I should take a moment to thank my current patrons. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash linuxcast. Thanks to Robert, Sid, Devon, Patrick, Fred, Kramer, Meglin, Jackson, Knife from Tool, Steve A., Cyber Linux, Garrick, Samuel, KB, TGB, Keith, Andy, Uncle Bonehead, Tri-Devil, Gary, Antoine, Mitchell, J-Dog, Carbonated, Jeremy, Sean, Odin, Marty, Ross, Eduardo, Art Center, Elliot, Miss Love, Merrick, Camp, Joshua Lee, Peter Ray, Crucible, Dark Minus, X Primus, PM. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time. I gotta learn to take a breath. I really, really do. I really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> but damn <laughs> thanks to all of those guys who have supported me through all this and thanks to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast and the, and the channel in general over the last few days and for the last year and a half I really truly really do appreciate it if you haven't subscribed to either of our channels uh, hit that red subscribe button on mine go to Zany's channel youtube.com slash we will see you next week around this time thanks for watching Bye.